Hello, everyone, and welcome to my interview today with Sarah Jordan. I'm so excited for this interview. Sarah Jordan is a cycle syncing coach. She helps women learn how their body works and then leverage it for their best life. Thank you so much for being here, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to dive in. Um, I'd just like to start by hearing a little bit about your background and kind of how you got into the work that you do now. Absolutely. <clears throat> we have to go back to like high school <laughs> <laughs> take it all the way back <laughs> yeah yeah um I had horrible period pain starting at like 13 years old and you know we went through all the normal avenues um you know we went and saw a doctor I don't even remember what kind anymore and it was like oh you just need fiber because when I was bleeding it was like only one orifice would work and everything else was just like stopped. Mm-hmm. And so after a couple of appointments of like, your Benefiber didn't fix it. <laughs> it was, um, well, we'll put you on birth control to regulate symptoms. Mm-hmm. And so I was on birth control for four or five years until I read the pamphlet. And it was like, for every year you're on this, you have a decade of an increased risk for heart attack and stroke. I was like, seriously, 40 years. Yeah. And so I came off of it fairly quickly. And in order to do so, because I was married by then and we wanted to do a preconception diet, we didn't want to just instantly get pregnant. I was like, I need to know how my body works. Mm -hmm. And so I dove into learning how my body works, which health class should have taught us. And it definitely did not. (laughs) And so that was like my, my early foundation at 21 or something like that. And then I had a network marketing business starting at 24. And I saw this cycle happening. I I see cycles everywhere anymore, but it was like, I get super excited about my product and I would get stuff on the books, but I'd have to give myself space to market for it. And then I get to the day that I was supposed to go show up and do the thing. And I was like, seriously, I have to drag all this stuff out of my house. I have to go to somebody else's house. I have to get it set up. And then I still have to deliver. And then I have to tear it down and I have to take it back home and I have to unload the car. It was exhausting. And so it was like this self-sabotage cycle that I, it's not that I didn't want to do it. It's that my body just purely didn't have the energy. And so in 2017, somebody who's pretty high in that company held a free masterclass. And she was like, this is how I have built to, you know, 30 K months as an introvert. And I was like, well, maybe that's my problem. I'm an introvert. (laughs) (laughs) And so I took her class and it was on she's like, basically she cycle synced her business in order to build to 30 K months as an introvert. And I was like, okay, this makes sense because I was excited at about ovulation, yep. but to give myself lead time to market, I would plan stuff for basically when I was starting to bleed, which is when you have the lowest energy in your entire cycle, yep. which was my self-sabotage cycle. It's not that I didn't want to do it. It's that I was just planning poorly. Yeah. And so I started applying it to that business and that business felt so much better. And then it would be, I don't know, a couple more years before I was like, well, gee, that affects my relationship with my husband. And that affects my relationship with my kids. And I homeschool four kids and it affects how we homeschool. And it affects my ability to physically speak and communicate. Like when you're getting close to your bleed, you actually fumble words more frequently. It just, it's the way that it is. And so the more and more I learned, the more stress and pressure just like fell away from me. I was like, I get to live my life in ease and flow. And then I'm seeing it in other spaces. So in 2020, I came into 
more of a feminine energy world as far as entrepreneurship goes. And I found myself in a spaces with a lot more women than I had in the past. And I would see it in programs and in masterminds, like people would be super excited about what they were doing. Then they'd be like, it's not working. I'm going to burn it down. I'm going, yeah, no, you're just about to bleed, honey. It's okay. Yeah. I can't say that. <laughs> yeah. So I thought I was going to work with postpartum women most, I'm sorry, pregnant women mostly and help them prep for postpartum because I have four living children, but I did lose two pregnancies. And so four of those pregnancies, I had horrible postpartum depression and anxiety. And then the last two, I learned how to not, yeah. and I didn't want anyone to go through something that I knew how to prevent. And so I, that's who I thought I was going to work with. And so as I'm marketing to work with pregnant women, I was like, you know what? I just, I have to teach this one-off cycle syncing course so that these right. female entrepreneurs can quit beating themselves up. Mm-hmm. And it was fire. Like the comments were mm-hmm. hopping. It was a full 90 minutes. I don't think I stopped for breath in 90 minutes. Like it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then everything was silent for about 24 hours and my inbox blew up. She's like, and everyone's like, Sarah, I don't understand this. I don't understand this. What's a ludile phase when it's actually luteal phase. <laughs> All of these different pieces. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I just gave you like walls and a roof and you had zero foundation. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) I spent the next six months just breaking everything down. Like this is how your body works. You have an energetic bank account. This is how it works. This is how to fuel and nourish your body by cycle phase based on the foods that you consume. Yes. But also how you cook and prepare them. This is how to, you know, work out so that honors your system, all of these different pieces. Yeah. And the pregnancy and postpartum didn't really go away because it's just a blown up year long version of our 28 day cycle. So that that's in a nutshell, how I got here, Sarah. That's amazing. It's so helpful. Like I was so excited when I saw you talking about this stuff online, because I read some books on it, but I've never seen a coach that was just so laser focused on helping women in this way. And it's, um, it's so important. Like it changed my Learning to sync with my cycle completely changed my life. And it was the reason I started my own business because I wanted to be able to be off when I was on my period. And I was like, well, I can't do that if I work for someone. (laughs) So, you know, five years later, I've had my own business because I wanted to be able to do that for myself. Um, And, you know, like the current nine to five work week doesn't really work for women, but that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, so I saw a lot of your content is about how like we really have ignored our wombs um for so long and there's a lot of consequences to us doing that do you could you get into that a little bit sure absolutely so what I didn't say was after I came off of the birth control the pain didn't come back which I kind of thought it might it did not and I gave birth to a live son and it didn't come back after that Mm -hmm. another live son it didn't come after that a second trimester loss that was a boy didn't come back after that. A 10 week miscarriage that through intuition, I think was a boy. It didn't come back after that. Mm-hmm. And then six months to the day after I had my first daughter, mm-hmm. it was like, I was 14 again. And the pain was back Whoa. in a big way. And so I just ignored it for about six months going, it'll go away. Yeah. It'll go away. And it definitely did not. So then I started looking at like you know, nutrition, what am I eating? that's causing all this excess inflammation. How much turmeric is too much turmeric? <laughs> like, <Yeah. all> <laughs> <things. laughs> 
and nothing was really fixing it. And it was a lot longer process than say gaps or whole 30, because I couldn't add something in and wait two or three days. I had to wait 28 to find out if that one thing was going to make it worse or better. And so in this slow process, we did get pregnant with our, our fourth and final living. Mm -hmm. And she was also a daughter. And again, six months to the day after she was born, that pain came back with an absolute vengeance. And I was like, what do I do? Like, I'm barely dragging myself out of the car to go to the acupuncturist so that maybe it will help. And my husband plows snow for a living. And so that was like deep winter 2020. I just dove into like traditional Chinese medicine and all of these different areas because I was 20. No, I was 30. Sorry, 30. And everyone's like, oh, well, you just have to have a hysterectomy. All of your symptoms point to either endometriosis or fibroid tumors. I'm like, I'm 30 years old. I'm not having a hysterectomy. No. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, we got to go old school. Surely something somewhere <clears throat> there's a fix for this. Yeah. And through about five months of study, I put together my own program that's called endocrine reset. And it's a four day food-based reset. Mm-hmm. And I did that in March of 21. And you're supposed to do it in the follicular phase of your cycle. Cause you're not actually supposed to detox or anything like that outside of the follicular phase of your cycle. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, I wonder what this cycle is going to be like. I wonder what this bleed is going to be like. Yeah. And day one of like full blood started, I don't know, afternoon sometime. And usually the first few hours I was okay before I hit that 30 hours of, I can't cook, I can't move. Yeah. And I crawled into bed and there was like this twinging cramping and I, I just rolled onto my stomach. I was like, I'll just put some counter pressure on it and, and hopefully it'll be fine for the night. I don't mm-hmm. want to get up and get a hot water bottle or anything. Mm-hmm. And I was fine all night long. Wow. Do you have children, Sarah? Uh-uh. Okay. So what, it, what my experience with the pain was, was that it was like a contraction. So it would just like clamp down for two to 10 minutes mm-hmm. and then it would release, but it would release with a gush and outside of like, it depends, everything I was wearing was, was done. Yeah. And so the next day I'm like, okay, I didn't soil the sheets last night. Mm -hmm. There's no major pain yet. Like waiting for the other shoe to drop. And by day three, I'm going, the pain's not coming. Like it's crampy, but it's not like labor. Yeah. And I said, okay, this is cool. This endocrine reset thing worked. And then the next month it came back a little bit more, but it wasn't severe like it had been. And the next month, a little bit more, I'm going, okay, I can do a food-based four day reset every month if that's what it takes. Yeah. And then in, um, about that same time I was talking to my aunt and I knew my mom had had a hysterectomy for fibroid tumors Mm -hmm. when I was like seven or eight. Mm -hmm. I did not know that her sister that I was talking to had also, and their mother had also and her mother had some sort of female problem yeah and I was like okay this is a motherhood wound of some kind Mm -hmm. so June of 21 I dove into motherhood wound work and I have not had a painful period since oh my goodness so I'm almost a full two years like and I, I mean like no cramp no twinge Nothing. 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 Oh my gosh. That's powerful, Sarah. Yeah. 
And so what I really, (laughs) yes, what I really feel like is that because we did have to break into a nine to five, a male pattern workforce, and we've proved that we can do anything a man can do bleeding. We get to take back our power now and actually start to heal again. Because if you look at statistics, women are 50 to 60% more sick than men. And that's not just with, you know, female things like endometriosis, it's with migraines, it's with chronic fatigue syndrome, it's with heart disease. We're 50 to 60% more sick than men. And I'm like, why? We have the same air, we have the same food system, we have the same, why? And it's gotta be that we've been ignoring our our cyclical self for, honestly, it's more than hundreds of years, but specifically when we broke into that 95. And probably not to get like super controversial here, but like the pill hasn't helped anybody in my opinion. (laughs) Definitely not. Yeah. So it's it's harmful and there are so many side effects and it causes long-term health problems. And there are a lot of other ways to prevent pregnancy, but that might be another topic for another time. (laughs) Probably. So how does honoring our womb space and cycles enhance our productivity and creativity? So we can expect ourselves to be able to accomplish a certain amount of things in 24 hours or in a week. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely what the nine to five does expect. It's like, okay, this is your workload. You have to get so much done today, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Mm -hmm. so much done this week and so much done this month. If we could approach this from a 28 day perspective, or 30 even, Mm -hmm. instead of expecting the same performance Monday as Friday, and instead expect the same performance for the month of April, Yes, it's gonna shift so much. So Mm -hmm. men operate on a 24 hour clock. They wake up in the morning, they have high testosterone, they're ready to go in and hit, you know, a meeting and problem solve. And then their testosterone wanes by mid afternoon and they're ready to like, you know, tie up things for the end of the day, their estrogen starts to rise, they're ready to go have a happy hour and be, um, you know, in community with men in the evening. And then they're ready to retreat for the night. Mm-hmm. We do this, but over 28-ish days. Yeah. And so what they can accomplish in a 24-hour day, they get to do again the next day and the next day and the next day. Mm-hmm. If we would capitalize on our follicular and ovulatory phases, and then allow space in our luteal phase to tie up the loose ends and allow space to rest and rejuvenate while we bleed, we'll get the same amount of productivity done. It Even just more. looks a little bit different, if not more, exactly. If not more. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. And I feel like it's once you figure this out and you're able to kind of, especially if you work for yourself, you can really schedule your life and your work around that cycle. And then everything just works so much better and you're so much more efficient. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So what for you personally, what does a typical month of work look like? That's a great question. Um, So when I'm follicular and ovulatory is when I try and schedule like free masterclasses or something like this, where I'm going to show up in someone else's space um, because like my energy is higher. Mm -hmm. because 
if it's an ovulation, like you're releasing an egg and actually your pheromones, like all of the body chemistry in you is working to call in, it's attractive. Yes. So it's like your magnetic space. So if you're going to put yourself out in other people's spaces, that's like the best time to do it. Um, I try and do a lot of reels at that point because I'm going to have that magnetic vibe that I can put out for the next 28 to 30 days. And then um, I run on average a short program and a long program every month. So I have the masterclass when I'm ovulating ish. And then I will usually do my short program in like the the tail end of ovulation slash beginning of luteal. And then I can go ahead and do the long program while I'm luteal. And sometimes that will carry over and I'll have to do, I don't know, the Q and a when I'm follicular or something like that. And it's no big deal. (laughs) And then as I come into my late luteal, cause luteal actually splits into about five days. It's early luteal and about five days. It's late luteal Mm -hmm. that late luteal space. I don't plan anything after about day 25 of my cycle, because I know that little girl Sarah is going to be raring for attention. She's going to want some healing to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be more tender. Mm -hmm. And so if I can just like plan this space for her to show up, knowing she's going to show up instead of being like, Oh, I can still do blah, blah, blah. And then she shows up and ruins everything. Yeah. That's where frustration and like your irritability and PMS comes in. But if you know, it's coming, just plan this space to heal. So I do a lot of self-care from like day 25 of my cycle through about day one or two of your bleed. So your bleed would start on day one. Mm -hmm. And then, and I'm, I'm a hermit is my unconscious line in human design. So like this retreat is very, very precious to me. So I guard it very hard. What's your other one? I'm a six, two or six, two. Okay. Yeah. You a four, two, I mean a two, four. There okay. is a two. <laughs> <I got> the, <laughs> the two four. <laughs> right. So I can relate to the hermit line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then so like then it's actually the this time of reflection also. So what went well last month? What do I get to shift in the coming month? What mm-hmm. felt strained and stressed? Where can I implement more flow? How can I do that? That's something that is really a great time to reflect when I'm in those first couple of days of bleeding. And then about day three or four, I can start to plan the next three weeks out and say, okay, we're going to start this program here. And we're going to start this program here. And this is a masterclass that's going to happen. And so while I'm bleeding, I'm typically marketing a masterclass, um, possibly marketing the short program, possibly not late luteal. I'm usually marketing the things that never go away. So like my one-on-one and my, um, year long vault, I guess is how I would put that. It's called resonance. Um, and then moving into that bleeding space and marking the masterclass, typically start the masterclass about day six ish of my cycle, depending on how long the bleed is, and then go in and teach the short program and then teach the long program. And we get to do it all over again. Oh, that's amazing. You're so organized. (laughs) I didn't used to be. It's incredible. I love that so much. I feel like this is so valuable. Um, So do you have a favorite time in your cycle? Do you have a favorite season of the year? Fall. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. (laughs) I like them all. Yeah. For different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And if you plan it right, it's like, I like 
I, yeah, I love being in a different, in a certain phase because of the gifts. And because if I scheduled my life, right, then I'm like right in the vibe and it's wonderful. Yeah. You only hate it if you're doing things you shouldn't be doing. Exactly. No, I, I, I look forward to my period. I love now. Yes. It's my, I'm like, oh, I get to rest and I'm off. I take three days off. Um, and I should, I would love to start taking like a couple of days before because I am lucky. I'm like, yeah, no more people. Yes. <laughs> you know what that's I mean? Nice but too. that's something that's more. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I look forward to it all month long. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I, what movies will I watch? <laughs> what snacks will I eat? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask you one more question about this. And then I really want to get into what you, the new work that you're doing around receiving, because that's so perfect for this um, summit. And I think it's so fun to talk about what's like new and what's the, you know, what's the next evolution, but um, what do you do when you have planned to honor your bleed and rest and then life gets in the way, like unavoidable stuff? That's a great question because like life happens, right? I have four kids. Okay. Yeah. Um, I really feel like if I am honoring my bleed with my work, Mm -hmm. then life has space to happen. Yeah. So I'm not trying to show up and teach, especially a free masterclass and hold that kind of space when, you know, something outside of me is, is falling apart. So it's like, um, I only have so much energy. I already know it's not going to be enough to work. And so if I have to expand a little bit because life happened, I have to expand a little bit because life happened. And like, there's, um, I don't know, it's like adrenaline. You have an overdrive. Like if it's something major, uh, I had a child got bit by a black widow a few years ago and I don't know where, oh, I do know where I was at my cycle. I was barely pregnant. I didn't know I was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like everything else just can fall away and override takes over for that moment. So if it's major like that, it's okay. You'll be fine. You may need a little bit more rest at a different point or your next bleed may be a little bit heavier or come a little bit sooner because your body's craving that rest that you didn't get. So in an extreme situation like that, it's okay. Things will, will work out. Mm -hmm. If it's, you know, your sister-in-law's baby shower happens to be happening at that point, then I just make sure that I plan extra self-care before and extra self-care after whatever the event is, because I still want to go to my sister-in-law's baby shower. I may not be the life of the party. That's okay. But I know that the night before I'm going to need to go to bed earlier. Maybe I'll start with an Epsom salt bath at like seven and be in bed by, you know, eight or eight 30, get a decent night's sleep. Know that that's the only thing I'm really doing that day other than, you know, normal mom life. And then again, that same evening, maybe another Epsom salt bath followed by an early bed again. So whatever you can do on either side of something to bookend it with self-care is going to be huge for doing the things that do still have to happen that you are just outside of your control while you are bleeding is important. And I teach this to my nine to five clients too. Like you got into what you're doing because you wanted to be able to fully honor your cycle. And, you know, so many of my nine to five clients are like, but I can't not. That's okay. Don't plan anything else in the evening. while you're bleeding and just make sure that it's sacred space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do the best you can. And what would you say to women who are on the pill or have had a hysterectomy or are postmenopausal? Is there a way, I know some people say like, you can go by the cycle of the moon to kind of like bring the 
that cyclical feminine energy into your life, even if you don't have a cycle. Do you teach that at all? So if you're on the pill, do your best to come off of it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, like there, there's, there's other effective ways. So there's that. Um, I'm not the person to help you come off of it. Like there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it, but do consider that. Um, cause you're not going to have the energetic ebbs and flows on the pill that someone who has had a hysterectomy is going to have, like you just, your stasis basically on the pill there you're, they made you a man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway. And so, um, that, that's my, my recommendation for someone who's on some sort of birth control. That's a hormonal control because it's, it's making it's shutting down the hormones. If you are pregnant, if you're breastfeeding, if you've had a hysterectomy, or if you're menopausal or even postmenopausal, you still have an energetic cycle, which is why I talk to all women, women, because you still have that energetic womb space, even if the uterus is gone or it's no longer functioning like it once did, like it's still there and the energetic cycle is still there. And so I've actually worked with gosh, I have one client who's been with me from the beginning. So over two years who she had a partial hysterectomy years and years ago. And once we nailed her cycle, like her life is run by her cycle, just like mine is run by my bleeding cycle. And I've worked with a woman who's, you know, post menopause and same story. Once we figure out what the cycle pattern is, it's the same as mine. So yes, the moon is a good starting point. I find that it breaks one of two ways. It may be a red moon cycle. It may be a white moon cycle, but you'll either bleed or ovulate with the full moon or you'll bleed or ovulate with the new moon. And you just have to notice what your energetic space is like yeah. at those two points of the cycle and just go from there. Mm -hmm. um, if it feels really erratic, start watching moon rise. So that's usually like seven or 8 PM when the moon is close to full. And then it just gets progressively later as it starts to wane and then close to new moon or right after new moon, you'll see it on the Western horizon instead of the Eastern horizon. So just being aware of where the moon is at in its cycle will help pull you into a 28 day cycle with, you know, a pole at one end or the other, you know, I it could go say that you could even regulate your cycle by just sleeping with the curtains open and letting the moonlight come into your room at night whatever that, it is. I haven't I, heard that. I haven't tested it out. And then there was another, one of my friends did this where she got one of those salt lamps and in the full moon, she would turn the salt lamp on. And at the new moon, she would sleep with like a an eye mask to kind of mimic, cause we're so affected by the light of the moon. So there's different ways you can play with it. And yeah, it's pretty cool. For sure. For sure. So I want to talk to you about what you're doing now and about your work with receiving and you've been talking about money. And then one of the posts that you wrote recently, I just loved where you were saying like, you don't make money, which I've thought that before. I'm like, no, we're not making it. It's already there. We're just calling it in. So could you talk more about that and what you're working on right now? Sure. So a lot of what, um, honestly, a lot of the cycle is actually the dance of masculine and feminine energetics. So you have a masculine half of your cycle and you have a feminine half of your cycle. And if you don't understand that at all, like you're going to miss so much of, of life. Yeah. And so if you think of like intimacy in the bedroom with a male, a man and a woman, 
the woman is typically in receiving mode that can flip, but typically we're in receiving mode. We just get to, you know, lay back and be pleasured. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the art of receiving so much of how we've been programmed as woman is that nine to five structure of go, 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 push, push, push. And so we actually have never been taught how to receive. And I feel like this is why we have so much to untangle around pleasure and, and the female orgasm. I feel like this is why this is so convoluted and it extends to money. It extends to gifts. It extends to so many places because we don't know how to be in our feminine energy and receive. Yeah, absolutely. So would you say to somebody that one of the how would you suggest that somebody start to kind of soften that and get into the receiving feminine energy if they've been conditioned their whole life away from that? A good starting point actually is honoring your bleed. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> to bring it full circle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it, that totally makes sense. And I think also just being aware that just the awareness that the feminine is designed for receiving can be so eye-opening because we're really not taught that for sure um a lot of people have or at least my clients have had Mm -hmm. a lot of awkwardness around those first few cycles where they're like so I scheduled the time off yeah I do I'm like that's the whole point here you don't do anything you be can Mm -hmm. you just be with yourself and, and I actually, this was in module one of time flow today. We were talking about um, scheduling, like time management with, with your cycle. And it was, can you just be with yourself for, for five minutes? No phone, no journal, no book, no input, nothing. Can you just be with yourself for five minutes? And it's hard to begin with. And if you extend that to, you know, a, a three to seven day bleed, like, can you just be with yourself? And once you get to the point where you can, even for just a day, like your bleed is so powerful because you open yourself up to actually receive divine downloads. You open yourself up to receive so much of what I actually turn around and teach in programs comes through the quiet of my bleed, but we're so programmed to mask that and push through it and ignore it that we don't know how to receive. And so women are completely missing so many messages that they could have and then turn around and turn into content yeah, because they don't know how to receive. Yeah. Wow. And so then you're not receiving from the divine. You're not receiving the downloads and then you're not receiving the money because you didn't first receive. It. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, wow. That is, it's so true. It's so powerful. It's all connected. So are you going to be teaching a class on, or like a course on that? Coming on up? receiving. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tell, actually coming, when is the summit? What? When is the summit? Oh, May 8th. May 8th is when okay. it starts. So the, so the art of receiving will have been, have happened already. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but it's okay. You know, I keep all of my programs. They're always in the vault. So they're okay. always available. It's always available. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. But if you can learn that, that art of receiving, like you open yourself up for wealth, you open up yourself up for like the desires of your heart, which were genuinely knit into you. I, I do believe that. And in a, a creator that's actually both masculine and feminine, 
And so that's the desires that you have are knit into you. If you want to go, you know, be a digital nomad, that's not random. It's a desire that was knit into you. And if you're stuck to a nine to five, you're not going to be able to receive that. And so how can we start to set you up to receive the desires of your heart? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like there's a lot of wisdom too in like part of your cycle, you do kind of feel a void and just being able to get comfortable in that. And then that translates into the rest of your life and being able to kind of wait for whatever it is to come in. Yep. Yeah, it's beautiful. So much of the void is who am I in this moment? And I feel like a lot of times that's, that's PMS. Like the void is, is PMS. It's that irritability. It's those wounds that are screaming to be held and healed. And we just pop a mite all and move on when really that void could be serving us in such a beautiful way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's almost, uh, its own spiritual practice. I think tuning it, attuning to your cycle and aligning with it. It sure can be for sure. So many gifts. Well, um, let me see what else was I going to ask you. So I'll ask you just one more question and then I'll ask you, I'll let you tell us how people can find you and work with you. But, um, and we kind of have talked about this, but just to sum things up, how does honoring our womb space expand our capacity to receive? Ooh, girl. (laughs) So, um, our womb space is a seat of our creativity. And we have so many energetic scars on our womb space. And it could be generational. Like it could be that it didn't happen to you. It could be that it did happen to you. But just like me with, you know, my period pain, I was programmed both through what I received generationally, um, you know, having lived in my, my grandmother and my mother's wombs, and then seeing it modeled in, in the works or in life, not workspace. But in life from my mom, she was a single mom running her own business. She was a hairdresser and she grew up. She was the oldest of five kids. My grandpa was like a sawmill mm, mogul anyway. And she was the the foreman of that sawmill by the time she was 13 years old. Like there was no space to bleed. And so that's the, you know, the generational stamp that I have on my womb space, plus watching her push as a single mom plus watching the other women in my life that are like, you know, you can't, you can't let anyone know you're bleeding, never mind honor the fact that you are bleeding. And so all of these, you know, energetic scars that are on our womb space just reinforce that we can't receive. It's just like closed. And so the more that we can heal that womb space, which is our seed of creativity, it is our seed of being able to receive the more we open ourselves up for abundance, for wealth and my humble opinion is that the more we heal, the more wealth we can receive, the more healed women that have wealth in our hands, the sooner we can actually heal the world. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Said that so well. So how can people find you and work with you? So you can find me on Facebook, Sarah Jordan. You can find me on Instagram. It's Sarah underscore fem power. I actually lost my Facebook and Instagram accounts in February. They were deactivated. Both? Both. How come? 
I was hacked. <gasps> no. I yeah. knew about the Facebook because I think I saw a post about it. I didn't know it was both. Yeah. Um, you can find me on TikTok and YouTube. Both of those are Sarah underscore P underscore Jordan. Okay. And then I do have a free community on Facebook, which is where I typically run my free master classes every month. So it's actually the Femme Power community. Okay. Um, but I'll give you a link for that that you can put in the bio. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'll pop all that stuff into the email that goes out when this uh, this interview airs. Thank you so much. I really hope we can do this again. I love talking to you, and um, this has been so fun. This is fun. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And um, yeah, we'll talk soon. I'll see you. Uh, see you on the internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. You're so welcome.